welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 21.5 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Guess what? I forgot to press record on three hours of epic conversation, mostly about my father's butthole, the story that everybody wanted to hear. We recorded it, and, well, I didn't record it. I forgot to hit record, so it's all lost to time. Missing episode. Uh, Blah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Josh is on special assignment for the show, and he will be hopping on later. He needed to take care of something for us. Um, Mike, how's it going? Pretty good. I, uh, I'm i still on my vacation, so I'm enjoying that. And uh, I just picked up Resident Evil 4 on the Oculus. I bought it two hours ago and scared the crap out of myself. Um, lots of fun? Oh, it's fun. It's It's terrifying. Um, I'm not used to moving around in a virtual space, so that first uh, fight in the village was downright, <laughs> downright frightening. Um, getting chased by a bunch of people yelling at me and throwing hooks—that was that was fun. Um, but, uh, is there a cool difficulty stuff? curve? Like, can you set it at very easy? Um, it's there's easy and normal, <laughs> and okay, I'm playing okay. it on easy. So, yeah, I put it on easy just because I figured, well, I'd have more ammo. Yeah, and until I get used to the gun system, I, I'm definitely going to be wasting bullets. Would you like shoot off the screen, kind of like House of the Dead style? Oh no, no! You actually have to grab the the a, a new clip off your belt, load it into the gun, and then like cock the hammer. Um, Oculus has those weird Joy-Con things you hold, right? Yeah. How would you have to like motion down, then motion yep. back up, and then motion with your hand? So you basically you have like your on on your left side like your clip will be on your left side, so you'll take uh you'll take the controller like move it down toward your hip, hit the trigger button and then come back up you'll be holding a clip, and then you're gonna kind of like jam it into the gun like motion it at your gun, and then it'll load in the 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 empty clip will eject out the new clip will load in and then you you grab the hammer with the left trigger, and pull it back, and uh, then you can start firing again. It's really scary with the shotgun. Because you have to cock it between every blast. So it's like, you know, you load the shotgun shells in individually. And then you fire the shotgun, you you know, you cock it again, eject the, the empty shell, and keep firing. So it definitely slows combat down. Uh, but to make up for it, you can dual wield a gun and a knife. So that's pretty fun. <laughs> um, already it sounds like way too much work. <laughs> so uh i will just watch videos of people playing it and um yeah like i we didn't mention this on the first recording but i started playing zombies ate my neighbors again and i forgot how insanely difficult the game is because it's old school nintendo where mm -hmm. it was a nightmare then i remembered that i tried beating it with game genie and still couldn't do it um i came close but the game is notoriously hard it's fun but lots and lots of work. Um, are, you, are you playing the newer one? The one that, uh, the revamp? Yes. yes. Oh, nice. I got to get that still. Um, really, there's no major changes other than you can save anywhere, like any level instead of like every four. Yeah. Um, which is nice. 
but it's still like the same control system. It's got like if you're playing an emulator, it's got the smaller screen on the bigger screen. So it's mm-hmm. not blown up and pixelated, which is fun. Um, and I haven't touched Ghoul Patrol yet, which I, I'm not as much of a fan of Ghoul Patrol as I am compared to Zombies and My Neighbors. Yeah, uh, same. But I was like, I didn't have time to watch a movie on Halloween night. So I was like, I'll download a game. It counts enough. So uh, well, it's fun game. Yeah. We'll go through really quick our show and tell because we all of us got a lot of stuff. We all got the new Fortnite figures, and we're in love with them. They're great. Oh, great. Um, in order from, we all agree that Shadow Agent's the best. There is a tie between Midas and Lynx, and kind of catching up in the end is Ripley. But they're all still amazing. And Ripley's big problem is he has problems with his wrists, and his yeah. hands are kind of weird. But they're worth your money if you're a person who likes characters you don't know anything about. They look really cool by the Fortnite toys. They're super awesome and they're super articulated and they're super cool. Um, you picked up Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, I'm still playing with him. Um, he's he's awesome. fantastic. Although he does look like Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, Andre the Giant sort of looked like Adam Sandler at some point. <laughs> it's just cool that there's a giant, not, I mean, a bigger, I mean, I guess if He-Man is small, this Andre would be medium. And yeah. I'm guessing they're not going to make a Titus size character, but it's still pretty cool. Um, I mentioned it on the last podcast uh, that we forgot to record. Um, I finally got my 112 collective Conan the Barbarian, and it's beautiful. An amazing figure with like perfect articulation, multiple weapons, multiple outfits, multiple heads. He comes with a base. Um, I have zero complaints. A perfect toy across the board, all tens. Um, and I vowed to not get crazy with Mezco 112 Collective because you buy them and you wait two years to get them. Yeah. And that's um, a little crazy. I should mention, we didn't record the episode because Don Durazio visited a curse upon us <laughs> for, well, you know, the whole Jesus pamphlet thing. Yeah, it's my fault. Um, I made some jokes at Don's expense. I went a little too far. I said she gives out Jesus pamphlets when, in fact, she's actually she goes all out in Halloween and gives out great candy. And then I made the bigger mistake of uh, not picking Kit Kats to win the candy competition. And uh, I woke up the other morning with a refrigerator and a bag of burning peanut butter cups on my doorstep. I'm pretty sure I know where that came from, but I can't confirm it. And then we forgot to record the episode. So this is the revenge of Don DeRazio. Um, Never crossed Don. Yeah. I also finally opened up and played with my HasLab Sentinel that showed up on Halloween. And it's amazing. It's this gigantic two and a half foot tall Sentinel. Um, Looks so damn cool. It looks beautiful. I've got minor complaints, but not enough to say don't buy it. Uh, it comes with two packing figures of um, Sebastian and like a female Sentinel. You can take Sebastian's head off and make a male Sentinel toy. But the thing is, you basically have an extra head that doesn't have a body to go to. So if you don't have a body to put it on, you kind of have this third figure with nowhere to go. Um, I hate when Hasbro does that. Marvel Legends like, I want... I don't want to have to buy the figure two times. 
But buying the figure two times with the Sentinel is buying a second Sentinel or finding a body that it works with. I have stuff that kind of works, but it just doesn't fit exactly right. So I have to go spend another $20 on a toy to get the right body. Um, The problems with the knees being loose, having it in hand, I kind of see why the problem is there. If they had gone with ratchets, I feel like the toy is so bulky and heavy that the ratchets would scrape and look bad immediately. Um, Having said that, there's caps you can pop off all the joints and there's screws that you can tighten to tighten them up like a rebel tech almost. Um, And that helps a lot. So, and I don't know who's buying these and putting them in crazy poses. You're going to have them (laughs) standing there holding Wolverine in his tentacles the eyes light up. It's that's the other problem. This one has multiple heads. It has four heads. Mm-hmm. So you get the regular Sentinel, the battle damaged Sentinel with a battle damaged hand, the tri Sentinel, and then Master Mold. So then it's like, do you buy two? Do you buy three? Do you buy four yeah. of a three hundred and fifty dollar toy? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of crazy. But then it's like, if you're not going to do that, how do you display all these heads? Because they're cool. Like Master Mold in particular, I kind of feel like I got to do something with it, but I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do to kind of display Master Mold without a body to go on. Yeah. Because uh, he's always that, just been like a sitting Sentinel. And that Master Mold is a really nice head sculpt. Yeah, it's really, really, really nice. Um, so we're going fast. I apologize, but that's because... We're doing the episode again, and I don't want to waste time uh, editing it because I am apologetic to Dawn. I owe her a few favors, and she owns her own nightclub in downtown Buffalo that hosts all kinds of music, things like that. I said Buffalo. Actually, I'm at Niagara Falls. Uh, It's a secret club. You need to know the password to get in, the secret handshake. Uh, Dawn, believe it or not, loves corpse paint. She loves death metal. And there's a big deal band that was kind of a big deal in the 90s going into the early 2000s called uh, Demonic Prolapse. That was all about digging up corpses, worshiping Satan, putting on the corpse paint, drinking blood. They had guitars made out of like human remains. They were nuts. Yeah. But then they all had kids. They all got married. You know, um, they had to hang it up like we all do. I mean, Mike, you, you gave up your career in roller derby. Yeah. Um, had to, was, you know, I had to stop. I had to stop being a professional wrestler. You have kids. You got to make sacrifices because you put your children first. And um, they've got a new album. They're back. They've changed a little bit. You know, like they wear jean shorts now. Uh, they pull their white socks up with their shoes on. Um, <laughs> they're trying to start something new. They're calling it Dad Metal. And um, their first song, I am going to listen to it right now. They sent me clips. I'm going to put it on the show for everybody to enjoy uh, just to kind of get the taste back in your mouth of, holy crap, these guys were awesome, and I love them. So their first song on their album is an LP called Arch Support, and it's about their love of New Balance shoes, which... You're not a dad unless you wear New Balance shoes. You can't fight it forever. I mean, I've tried, (laughs) but sooner or later, you're going to have that big N on your white sneakers, and you're going to be talking to everybody about politics. There's just no way around it. 
And guess what? Demonic Prolapse, they love New Balance sneakers. So they sent a clip. Um, their lead singer, he's a little effeminate, but it's death metal. So that's what they're supposed to sound like. Sit back, relax. Enjoy this clip. We'll be right back. I just bought some New Balance shoes. They're all white and have arch support. <coughs> and they were on sale. Kids were running all around the store. Unattended. I wanted to reprimand them. All right. We're back. You guys are going to be privy to a very truncated, very fast version of the news. I'm going to start off hot with two things that dropped recently before I made notes. Super 7 has showed off the second wave of G.I. Joe Ultimates, which consists of Lady J, Destro, Baroness, and Flint. Flint. Yeah. Uh, kind of weird that there's no troop builder. They look really cool. And big shocker, Destro has metallic paint, which leads into the second announcement from Super 7. They showed off the second wave of Silverhawks, whose characters, I'm not going to go into them. There's like the football guy. Uh, there's bluegrass, the guitar guy. They have a metallic paint spritz on them to make them look more like the Silverhawks. Also, you can get a big throne to go with Monstar. And he is the villain that's packed in the wave. Uh, it's a cool set, but it's one of those things like if you missed the first assortment of Silverhawks, I don't know if you're going to jump onto it now because you have to go back and get the other ones. So and that, that's the thing with Silverhawks. Like, I mean, they're great looking figures, but there wasn't enough to, to make me pull the trigger on any of them. Yeah. Silverhawks is one of those toys as a kid that I had one of. One yeah. You know, it's like I loved it, but I don't have that much nostalgia for it to drop another $200 on another toy line. So yeah. good on you, Super 7. If you kind of have that like 80s nostalgia with their ultimates, get it. But eh. uh, NECA has done their 31 days of Halloween reveals, and they kind of backloaded the month. So starting off hot, they got Bela Lugosi's likeness from the Bela Lugosi state for Dracula. It's a beautiful, oh, so gorgeous, beautiful figure. Um, I hope they don't change a thing. It looks flawless. Um, they could mess it up very easily by doing like colored plastic. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. But it looks like a beautifully painted model right now. Um, and it's NECA. So you can assume that there will be a black and white Bela Lugosi too. But I said it before. I'll say it again. This is one of those things that I'm going to have to get both because it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh they showed off a two-pack of Last of Us of Ellie and uh, Joel. No clicker monsters, but they look cool if you're a fan of the game. There's a black and white version of the mummy coming out. The color mummy is very similar to the black and white, so kind of take your pick as to like what shade you want him to be in. Uh, they showed off pictures of the dog thing from the thing, and we're all speculating that it's packed in with another McCready or something that you don't want because it's NECA. Um <laughs> They're doing Universal Monster versions of the Ninja Turtles, but it's kind of their take on it. They're not redoing something that's been done already. So there's a Hunchback Leonardo and a Frankenstein Raphael, and they both look awesome. Um, I, I have to get this line. Like, I'm 
NECA is very hit and miss with me, but I will be getting all of these monster turtles if I can find them. Yeah, they're... Oh. We were kind of thinking that there's some sort of Frankenstein theme to these, but we can't be sure. Because there's yeah. still two missing. They could very easily do Bride of Frankenstein, April O'Neil, mm-hmm. and like Dr. Frankenstein, Donatello. But they could also just do whatever they want. So right. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm going to buy it. There's I, w- I would love to see Dr. Frankenstein Donnie. Like it that makes sense, you know? Yeah, it, it would it would look really good. Um, I just thought of something I thought would be really cool. A too bad version of Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> of them sewn together. Um, I'm sure that they have something cool planned. Um, when NECA puts the time and effort in something they really put the time and effort into something and it looks awesome. Mm. And I just had a thought that it's probably going to happen. There'll probably be black and white versions of these guys because it's NECA and they love Mm. to repaint things and get their money out of the mold as much as possible. Um, There is a company coming out called Formo toys that has a line coming out called the Lords of power. Uh, Buy all six figures air. There's a build a figure of this weird armored, demon thing but there's three good guys three bad guys the good guys there is a viking that looks a lot like classic vicor there's a genie and there is a tila type character that's mixed with battle cat on the bad guy sides you've got keldor ish kind of character a demo man type of monster and then an evil lynn panther woman they're cool they're in the classic he-man buck style and they have swappable parts um no words on pricing yet so take it for what it's worth a bunch of stuff from hasbro because they had the PulseCon online and of note there is an animated style wolverine jubilee and mr sinister in fake vhs tape packaging with animated painting uh or like cell shading paint style on the bodies wolverine appears to have a new head jubilee and mr sinister straight up re-releases with new paint um, and they kind of come with episode-appropriate accessories. So Wolverine has the classic meme photo of him holding the picture of Jean Grey yep. from, like, two seconds on an episode. Uh, there are 20th anniversary versions of Captain America and Iron Man coming out for the 20th anniversary of Marvel Legends. Uh, basically re-releases with some new stuff to kind of pay homage to the original line of Marvel Legends. And they also announced that Hulk and Toad will be coming out down the road. Uh, there is a single card, a comic white vision Vulcan, who is the third summer's brother. They teased maggot and they showed a character called despair, who is like a grim reaper kind of character. That is a doctor strange villain moving away from that. There are has labs, kickstarters for the proton pack, the rancor monster and the sky striker, the proton pack as of right now, I think is almost funded. And the Rancor and the Sky Striker are getting really close. Uh, Sky Striker is to scale with the three and three quarter O-ring GI Joes that it comes with two O-ring GI Joes. And they're re-releasing Storm Shadow and um, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. And we just got a message that Josh is in the middle of getting his prostate checked for the show. So hopefully he will be here soon. His Dr. Michael is uh checking he's dialing o on the brown telephone to keep the <laughs> joke going um and for the 
classified stuff from G.I. Joe. Josh says, my butthole hurts. I can get on in 20 minutes. But that's why I had so much ointment. God have mercy on my soul. Okay. Um, (laughs) People have been finding, because of a screw-up at Walmart, they're getting the Alley Viper and the Bat early. Um, They kind of blind-bought a listing on Walmart.com. The Cobra Bat and the Alley Viper are, like, straight-up classic-inspired. Very little has changed. And Hasbro is no longer using Nerf guns as the basis for their weapons. They actually have machine guns or like really close to looking machine guns or straight up what they looked like in the classic toy as in the case of the alley viper who had a backpack with a grappling attached to it a grappling gun that you couldn't take off now you can take it off and use it plus his shield the visor that goes over his face all the craziness you could take it off in the 25th anniversary one as well but unfortunately it didn't stay on very well so you you could either you know kind of glue it in place or what i did was uh I had those the little clear rubber bands that came with figures at the time. I just wrapped one around his backpack to hold it in place. But it it was cool that you could finally take it off. But these frickin classified figures, I need the Alley Viper and and the Bat. They are they are just absolutely gorgeous. And I'm mad at Hasbro for making me want more six inch figures. Um, They are the perfect example of craziness of G.I. Joe that works. Mm-hmm. You have a robot with interchangeable arms wearing clothes. <laughs> he's got a pants. He's got pants and a shirt, exposed <laughs> robot parts. He's got a claw, a laser, and a flamethrower. Yet he needs a pistol too. Yep. Um, and a bright orange and blue camouflaged urban soldier for Cobra <laughs> that covers his eyeballs and has a shield. Yep. Because why not? And they look awesome. Um, They also showed off the Cobra Officer, which is kind of a redo of the Cobra Trooper. You've got Classic Storm Shadow, Croc Master with his alligator. I think his name is Abigail. And you have Spirit Iron Knife uh, with Eagle. And they're all very classic looking. No crazy redesigns. Um, The Target exclusives for 2022 are going to be Python Patrol and Tiger Force. So they showed off the first three, which is Outback, the Viper, and the Cobra Bat. Uh, Outback, notorious in Tiger Force for having different colored hair and a bright orange t-shirt. But I bought them because I love Outback. Um, The Viper is one of the classic Python Patrol characters. And the Bat has never been Python Patrol, but now I have an excuse to get two Bats when you need at least... (laughs) three because you have to have one with each hand um so i'm really really looking forward to that and as i said before they're kind of you know testing the waters with re-releasing the o-rings in guys but i think it's just they're re-releasing the classic figures again um for that like 12 dollar price point which eh, i don't know yeah i I can't Uh, do it i i might with certain characters like if if they get down to the weird characters like Night Viper and Range Viper and stuff, I I might nostalgia might be enough to pull me in, but I can't be dropping that twelve dollar price point on an O ring figure. Yeah, it's uh, um, it needs to be ten and under because if you can do a transformer for that much, mm. a new figure, you can do a re release that you have the mold of. 
Exactly. So, um, but also, like, I don't need Snake Eyes again. I don't need Storm Shadow again. Mm -hmm. Just saying. And I'm kind of partial to Visor Snake Eyes, not Commando Snake Eyes. Um, Whatever. Hasbro's Hasbro. Hasbro's got a Hasbro. Um, (laughs) Exactly. So, as I said before, we are going to give a lot of love to Susie's Nightclub which she aptly named the Thunderdome. Um, Don, I don't know if that's because she has half-naked, greasy men that joust each other. She has this really weird, homoerotic... Um, what's that show from the 90s? American Gladiator thing going on? Where everybody <laughs> sort of looks like the saxophone guy from... Um, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. And she just makes <laughs> them fight for her own amusement. Um which is kind of why I am like, I don't want to cross her any more than I already have. Um, She'll make you still believe. So, yeah. Dawn. And if she's not doing that, she's bringing back long lost death metal bands that are now trying to start dead metal, which is demonic prolapse. And uh, the second song off their new LP is called Acetaminophen. And it's a love of Acetaminophen because they have lower back pain from falling asleep in their recliner. Um, I don't think Josh can relay, but Mike, you and me, we sleep on the couch constantly. Yep. There's nothing like a couch nap, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when you're watching some bad horror and you're like, I'm going to rest my eyes for a bit. Um, You know, maybe you're eating cereal out of the box and you kind of just want to sleep in your own filth. What better place to do it than a couch? But then the downside is, is you wake up with horrible crippling pain and all you can do is eat aspirin like Smarties, um, <laughs> which is what I do. So, it's so true. I'm glad that there is a New Balance wearing middle-aged, overweight death metal band out there that kind of relates to me. Understands that, like, hey, I slept funny last night. Now I can't look left because my <laughs> neck hurts. You know? Oh, I just did that earlier this week. It's just something that you have to deal with. Uh, it's the fun of getting old. And nothing says getting old like prolapse. <laughs> Demonic prolapse. So they're here. Listen to their new song. You'll love it. And uh, they're playing this November at the Thunderdome. Give them a listen. I fell asleep in my recliner while watching the game. When I woke up and stood up, I had massive back pain. Took some acetaminophen and it didn't help. Then yelled at little Timmy for putting my salon paws on the bottom shelf. All right, we're back. As we wait for Josh to kind of get back from his doctor's visit. So what's going on is we sent Josh to see what it's like to get your prostate checked. We all have our appointments coming up. And I was like, hey, let's draw straws. And Josh can just tell us how great it is. (laughs) So he's out there in Austin somewhere right now at a clinic. And they're poking and prodding up his his poop shoot. Looking for any matchbox cars, He-Man accessories, whatever he's left up there from when he was a kid. (laughs) while he's getting that done me and mike are kind of have a a fun retrospective of um 
the top, like the 20 Hall of Fame winners up until this point. Uh, originally, we had talked about my wife getting in a fight over Squishmallows, Josh's new love of Cats versus Pickles, and mm-hmm. Halloween clearance. And um, me and Mike kind of talked about our imaginary superhero worlds that we made up, which we're going to do in a special later this month where we kind of just joke about our, our made up superhero characters. So it'll all be fun and fresh for you when you hear it. Um, I did complain yesterday that I didn't find any Halloween clearance. And then I yeah. found like $300 worth of stuff today. Oh, wow. Uh, I, my area is just completely cleared out. So my town of Rochester, our spirit Halloween didn't have anything. Working out of town today, I stopped at a spirit Halloween that's kind of off the beaten path, and they had everything. So I got a bunch of masks for my creepy bathroom that has vintage masks in it. Nice. Um, the coolest one, probably, they had some trick-or-treat masks from the movie Trick-or-Treat, and I found the Dracula mask. Um, <sighs> nice. Yeah, they have a bunch of like vintage-style masks of like a vampire, a mummy, a zombie, a werewolf. Yeah. I got all those. I got, um, there's a statue of Beetlejuice as a snake that was, I found it and it was broken and it was 50% off. So I took it up to the desk and I was like, Hey, it's broken. Can I get another discount? So they did another 50% on top of that. And all I had to do was glue it. Oh, Um, wow. (laughs) So anytime there's like a joint in the mold, it's glued together with cheap glue and it just breaks easily. I just re-glued it. Um, cause I don't care. Nobody's going to know. Um, And I grabbed four blind bags. They have like those figural keychains of oh, yeah. uh, Universal Horror, and they have Hocus Pocus, and they have Trick or Treat. So I got two from Trick or Treat and two from Universal to kind of give away in the show at some point. Um, so that is what I found among like, you know, stuff for my wife and some stuff for my daughter that I'm not going to mention uh, because they're gifts later this year. So let's start with the first Hall of Fame contest that we had. Uh, unfortunately, the post didn't get saved, but I know the winner, and I remember two of the entries that went up against Don DeRazio's Cabbage Patch doll that ate children. <laughs> so we had four entries that first entrant. Um, I picked the claw from Muscle, and either you no, or Josh yeah. picked Mutagen Man. I think Josh picked Mutagen Man. I'm trying to remember your your pick your first one was oh man yeah i'm i really don't remember because i know like yeah no early on it was like i was mostly sticking to like he-man and teenage mutant ninja turtles oh i I do remember it was the um the uh universal the remco universal monster from the black lagoon the glow that our creature from the black lagoon um dawn's one yeah. hand over fist beat the crap out of all of us it kind of fits the crazy theme of the show mm-hmm. because this is an actual toy that pull off shelves because if your kid's hair got in its mouth it would scalp <laughs> a child <laughs> um and having said that it went up against three classic all-time great monster toys in yep. the glow dark remco creature from the black lagoon which is easily the best remco universal monster the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle monster of all time in Mutagen Man, which I it should have won <laughs> that yeah. one. And the claw, which is the greatest muscle figure of all time. 
one of the greatest minifigures of the 80s. Easily. Like, you can't, it doesn't, you can't beat it. It's the best. It's a four-fingered, wart-covered hand (laughs) where the middle finger has a face on it. It's like the greatest monkey paw of all time. And it's awesome. I loved that toy. But this is the only toy we've actually voted on here, the Cabbage Patch Kid, that's actually dangerous. Like, legitimately pulled off the shelf (laughs) for hurting people. True. Um, So it won. Um, And we have to go back and nominate those three again because they all deserve to get in there. Um, Definitely Mutagen, man. I'm kind of scrolling through our posts here. So, week two, you added the Gorilla Alien. Ah, yes. I added Captain Alexi from the movie Virus, which is a toy you could peel his skin off and take apart. You could, like, pull his spine and his lungs off. It was like a robot Frankenstein monster. And then Josh had the Toxic Avenger from the Toxic Crusaders toy line. Toxie won, and Toxie should have won. Yeah. Because that's another classic all-time monster toy. And a hard rated R <laughs> uh, <laughs> horror movie that got a toy line because it's the 90s. The early 90s, yep. they just did that all the time. It's a great toy. It came with slime. Had a glow-in-the-dark eyeball. Like, I don't know what else you could ask for. Well, Kenner was notorious. Or Kenner and Playmates were notorious for that. Yeah. Like, with just stuff that really shouldn't have been made for children. But, hey, we got it. <laughs> and I love yeah. it. It's crazy. Um, let's move on to week number three. So, I'm kind of scrolling through Facebook. We weren't as organized kind of starting off. But... Well, to be fair, uh, like... We already did the entire episode, so we're, you know, as we said at the top, it's the missing episode, uh, so we're kind of doing a new one. So. Yeah, we we don't want to repeat ourselves and make the same jokes, and um, we kind of have it a screw-it attitude right now. So this episode is not going to be your typical two and a half hours. It's going to no. be a lot shorter, and it's probably not going to be edited. Speaking of which, I'm going to sneeze on air. Yes! Bless you. <laughs> our third entrant into the toy hall of fame had buckman the slime pit and queen hive playset ah uh, yes this was the all slime theme um muckman won but it was a it was by one vote it was neck and neck with the slime pit which is probably it's not probably it's the greatest slime toy playset of all time oh yeah well Hands i down. think those to uh, the Muckman and the sli- the the Slime Pit playset, I think when you think slime toys, you know, 80s and 90s, like those spring to most people's mind because they were most prominently advertised with slime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was like the, the Ghostbusters firehouse, but most people I knew that had the firehouse didn't really play with the slime feature of like pouring it down through the ceiling, you know, and like there was slime features all throughout Ninja Turtles, but like. Most of the slime features I didn't even think of. It's Muckman that I always think of when I think of turtle slime. Yeah. Muckman is the slime guy for Ninja Turtles. And you can't think of... There is only one slime toy in Masters of the Universe, and that's a slime pit. Yep. And it's it's amazing. Like, I can't begin to tell you how great it was. But Muckman won, and uh, he deserved to win. Because you needed Ninja Turtles in there. Um, And it's not their last appearance. Because it's time for the fourth 
episode entrance. Where the fuck are they? All right. <laughs> week four for the Toy Hall of Fame. Things got a little weird here. So we cheated a little bit. I cheated a little bit. We had the Freddy Glove, which was a toy and a Halloween costume that every kid had in the 80s and the 90s. We had G1 Soundwave, which is a boombox that shot out tapes to turn into killer robots. And Warduke from Dungeons and Dragons. Again, all three of these guys deserve to win. Um, Warduke is the quintessential fantasy Dungeons and Dragons toy character. Soundwave is, in many people's opinions, the greatest Transformer of all time. Mm -hmm. And it's the Freddy Glove. How can you not like the Freddy Glove? The Freddy Glove won. Um, And I think that was purely nostalgia winning the day um, well because, that and I, I feel like even kids who didn't have a, an action figure collection had the freddy glove yeah or they made their own like mm-hmm. your mom did for you and yep. um it's a, a great winner so we're gonna move on to week five this one was a little weird because on paper there's a winner that you think would have won but again nostalgia kind of got the day so we've got Madball's hornhead the Real American Hero Toxo Zombie, which is one of the first zombie toys ever made. Probably I'm wrong on that, but the first G.I. Joe zombie and yeah. Modulock. So as a horror toy podcast, you would think Toxo Zombie is going to take this. Mm-hmm. But it's a democracy. Let people vote. And everybody had Modulock growing up. They didn't have Toxo Zombie. And Hornhead from Madballs kind of doesn't hold a candle to the other two. But also yeah. a, a red fire ant, mad scientist monster that can change his shape. So <laughs> Modulock deserved it. You know, good job. Still one of, it's still one of my favorite 80s toys. Yeah, it's like an amazing play feature, like all the play features in Masters of the Universe. But it's it's awesome. Um, yeah. You did you chew on Modulock as a kid? <laughs> I I did that thing where because his head was squishy, I would. Yeah bite the end of his head and like suction cup it to my tongue yes and then, just, and then wiggle his head around like blah, blah, blah. yes yeah i did it with his butt <laughs> his ant butt and i would get it to yep. stick to the inside of my cheek yep yeah I, it's amazing i didn't choke on that that damn figure <laughs> yeah i used to actually do you remember army ants same the, thing yeah they're butts yeah the little rubber butts i used to do that with it i also used to squeeze them and like suction cup them to my face so I'd be sitting there in my bedroom watching TV and I'd be suction cupping ant butts to my face. How many how many of the army ants did you have? Because that's a horrible toy line. Oh my god, I had almost the entire toy line. Wow. Like I I don't know what it was about those toys. I freaking loved them. Like they were so weird and so bizarre. But I got um I ended up getting them as a gift. It was I forget which which three pack was my first, but it was one of the blue ant three packs. And um, I just had a lot of fun playing with them. So I ended up getting uh, buying one of the orange packs because I'm like, well, I need someone for them to fight. So then I just had the six for the longest time. And I want to say it was Christmas that year. I got the two, the big packs, the both different armies for my grandmother. Yeah. And then I just went out and bought the remaining handful of three packs that I didn't have. So I think there's like one pack I'm missing because I think I want to say there was like a turban wearing one. That I didn't have and like a couple other orange guys. I think I was like one orange pack that I'm missing. But yeah, I had most of them. Wow. You still have them? No, no, they're long gone. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it was one of those toy lines that I played with like crazy when I was younger. Because um, I, I also collected a ton of minifigures. I loved little minifigures. I had the like Fisher Price Castle and um, obviously like a bunch of uh, play sets like, you know, uh, uh, Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain and all that. And I, w- I loved playing with minifigures on those. Yeah. So I had like a ton of muscle men. I had a ton of uh, the army ants. Um, I forget what they were called, but there was this one line. They were like little rubbery soldier figures. They were I don't want to say they were super deformed, but they were kind of like squat, super deformed figures. There were like ninjas and sci fi like soldier looking dudes. And they weren't. No, they weren't guts, but I had all of the guts line. (laughs) In fact, I still have a bunch of my guts like laying around in a bin. Um, (laughs) But they were I forget they were they were some kind of like weird little rubbery dudes. But I had a bunch of, of those types of toys as a as a kid. But again, they were rubbery, so they didn't age well. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I was, I want to say I was like 17 or 18, I was going through a bunch of my old toys. And like there was this one like uh, Rubbermaid container that I had a bunch of toys in. And they were all just kind of like half melted or stuck to the, the sides of it. And I was yeah. like, Ugh, and I just threw a bunch of them out. So lost a lot of those figures. It sucks. Uh, a lot of the LJN rubber Dungeons and Dragons figures have that problem. Yep. Um, you know, it's like, oh, man, I love this, uh, the swamp monster or whatever. And you take it out and it would just stick to your hand, mm-hmm. uh, which sucks. But uh, yeah, man, army ants, crazy. Um, <laughs> all right. Round six featured Dr. Mindbender, Adam Power and Mosquito. So I desperately <laughs> wanted Dr. Mindbender to win because he was our go-to mad scientist, all three of us, yeah. and us playing with toys. Uh, Adam Power is kind of a great sleeper pick because it's just a crazy toy, but you can't beat Mosquito. Yeah, as soon as Josh dropped Mosquito on us, it was like, yeah, we knew that was going to win. But Yeah, there's nothing can come close to a blood-pumping, blood-sucking Masters of the Universe toy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which I'm it's, excited to say. I just got my Big Bad Toy Store notification that they expect it to be in shortly. So sweet. I can finally get my damn mosquito that I pre-ordered back in like June. <laughs> I have not seen Masters of the Universe anything new in a month at all. Yeah. I mean, you found the the Mattel WWE ones, mm-hmm. but like I have never seen Wave 2 of Origins. Yep, me neither. Um, Josh is back home, and he's got his diaper on. He's feeding the cats. He'll be right on. Um, yeah. You want to talk about round seven? Yeah, absolutely. This is one you won. I, I, no, you didn't. So I nominated the Transducer playset from Swamp Thing. You nominated Skulk and Trankula, and ah, Josh yes. had the Mail Order Mumra. So this is our first Thundercats, our first Sectors, and our first Swamp Thing toy line entries. Uh, they're all crazy. They're all a lot of fun. And Mumra won. Hand over fist. Because it's a little red mummy, and it kind of deserves. He's like a, a staple 80s monster villain, Mumra. Um, I get why he won. Like, I would love if any Sectors won, and I would love if any Swamp Thing won. But again, right. this is kind of like a triple a baseball team going up against the Yankees. 
Well, and, and that's the you thing. Know? You have you have your your basic uh, villains from every line that are always going to be fan favorites. You know, yeah. you have your Skeletor, your Mumra, uh, Cobra Commander, and Destro, freaking uh, Megatron and Starscream. Like, well, I'll, I'll throw Soundwave in there as well. But when people think of those nostalgic cartoons, toy lines, comics, what have you, they immediately think of those groupings. You know, it's like, like if you put Shredder and Krang against, like, I don't know, uh, you know, Wingnut, most people are going to know Shredder and Krang over Wingnut, even though Wingnut is a fantastic toy. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I think there's a lot of that going on, too, where where people's nostalgia is going to fuel those picks. Yeah. So... I get it. It makes sense. Did you have the Swamp Thing Transducer playset? I did not. My uh, one of my best friends growing up had it, and we played with that. We actually played with that and the Dagobah playset together, um, just kind of making a big swamp. The but, uh, Swamp Thing had a playset that wasn't the Transducer. Transducer oh, the, was very similar. I have it. I'm it's thinking the swamp. swamp Thing. Yeah, no, no. I was. That's what I was thinking of. I forgot the Transducer was the Laboratory. I didn't have that. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. But again, my friend, same friend who had the Swamp playset that we played with had that as well. That's the one with, that came with the Praying Mantis monster, right? Yeah, who's wearing okay. army clothes. <laughs> it's Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> um, let's go to round... Where am I? Great Radio Round 8. <laughs> this one, again, was... Uh, of course it's going to win. But we had... this. You had the, the Skull Sled from Dragon Riders of Styx. Yes. Which, out of left field, is a, an amazing toy because you have this great three and three quarter Star Wars style skeleton knight riding an amusement park sled with a skull on it. Yep. Uh, Josh added the fearsome flush from Ghostbusters, which is the probably the best of the Ghostbusters toys because it's a killer toilet. But yeah. then I kind of pulled the trump card of nobody's going to beat this character. I picked Movie Maniacs Jason, which. Yep. He won because it's Movie Maniacs, Jason. It's Jason. Again, you know, the only thing that's going to have competition for Jason would be, like, Skeletor, Freddy, or, you know what I mean? It's And we might even have a three-way tie at that yeah. point. So, it's crazy, but it's also a classic figure. Everybody had that Movie Maniacs, Jason. You oh, know? God, yeah. It's And it's still a great-looking toy to this day. Um, round nine was one of the most lopsided fights we've ever had. So one of us added the Rancor. I think it was Josh. Yeah. You had Scumbug from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I had Godzilla from Transmasters. Uh, mm-hmm. Rancor beat the crap of Scumbug <laughs> and Godzilla because it was one of those toys that everybody had. Everybody yep. stuffed toys down its throat. It It was awesome. Yep. And I'm kind of thinking about this new HasLabs Rancor that's coming out that's with the Black Series scale. It would be amazing if you could feed toys to it. Oh, God. Well, that's the thing. They should take a take a cue out of Mattel's playbook um, with having some kind of openable hatch, you know, to get to, get to the figures and have it like a hollow stomach. They did that with the, all of the bigger dinosaurs in the Jurassic Park line. That you can like feed the figures to. It was like yes. the T Rex and the what is it, the Indominus Rex, or I forget what they're all called, but yeah, all the big ones, the two foot dinosaurs, except for the Brontosaurus or Brachiosaurus, you can feed other toys to, and it's awesome. Like yeah. 
every time I'm in the store and I see those freaking Jurassic Park toys, I am very tempted to buy one just for that reason. Like, hey, it's a giant dinosaur that can eat small toys. Uh, the first one that did that was the bull T-Rex from Jurassic Park Lost World, mm-hmm. which I bought because you could feed it and pull toys out of a slit in its stomach. Um it was a little weird, but it's just cool because you've always wanted a toy that would eat things as a kid. And this was like legitimately capable of doing that. Yes. Also right. that uh that little rancor from um the micro uh, the micro machines line. I forget what they were called, but yes. Uh we, we talked about this once before. We talk about them all the time, uh battle somethings. Where yeah. this one had a feature you lift its arm up and its mouth opens up, you could throw in like a stormtrooper or a Grimorian guard or whatever. And then pull it out of his butthole. Yeah, he pulled a little tail up and then they poop, they pop. Um, out. It was a super cool toy. This next round, we had four characters to pick from again because we had a special guest in Chris Hammond from Rue Morgue magazine. He nominated the NECA Spider Gremlin. Uh, you nominated the Star Yars Battle Station. Mm-hmm. Josh added the speeder bike, and I added Oracula from Skeleton Warriors. Uh, that is the Spider Skeleton Warrior. Great figure. Um, this was actually a very close vote, but the NECA Spider Gremlin won. Starrier Battle Station almost won. Uh, a lot of people kind of had that as kids. I never had Starrier's toys, but it's a sweet toy. Oh, I loved that whole line. Um, it's awesome. So... All right, let's kind of kill some time until Josh gets on here. Round whatever. I don't even know. I still, I lost <laughs> count. <laughs> we have Snake Mountain, Cygor 2, and Ed 260. So, Ed 260, not to be confused with Ed 209, was the Ed 209 toy from the Robocop toy line. Cygor 2 is a gorilla with a robot arm with a trap jaw gimmick with another tiny robot chimpanzee living in its stomach and Snake Mountain, which was... Oh, and the awesome arm. I'm sorry. This one we had four again because Susie joined us. Yeah, I was uh, just going to say, isn't there another one? The awesome arm is the robot Terminator toy arm that was kind of uh, a staple at KB Toys in the 90s. Um, Susie added Snake Mountain and Snake Mountain won because yeah. it's Snake Mountain. Again, nostalgia's going to win, but it's a sweet playset. It's got a microphone. It's got, you know, a net. It's got a bridge. It's got a weird chicken monster on the front of it. It's a great toy. You know, I, I got to say, though, I, like, I love I, I love Grayskull. Snake Mountain always disappointed me. The front is amazing. But the inside, there's not much to it. Yeah, you're right. There's yeah. stickers and there's the yeah. net. But it I doesn't mean, like, have the, the throne... Yeah, there's like nothing, you know, so I always played with it as like kind of just like the facade of a mountain. Yeah, I used to um, I probably mentioned this when we're talking about it. I used to take that in the fright zone and I would turn it sideways and use the cave opening as just a hole. Yeah, like "Ah, I fall into this cave to, you know, pre-turn or wherever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just a great, great toy. Not well. Yeah, it's not great on the inside, great on the outside, and it had that awesome microphone gimmick that gets referenced in the new He-Man of the Masters Universe cartoon, um, <laughs> which kind of also makes it, in my opinion, the better of the two cartoons. 
Um, yeah. The next battle, the next round, we had three entries, all Jason themed because it was the all Jason episode because it took place on Friday the 13th. This is the September episode. So yes. we had the 18 inch NECA New Blood Jason. The Cinema Fear Jason screen grab, which is Jason coming out of the water and attacking the canoe. And I had the generic dollar store hockey mask, which everybody had along with the Freddy Claw. So this would be my third time trying a costume accessory to see (laughs) if it would win if I got the success the Freddy Claw had. And I didn't because your pick of the 18-inch Jason totally wins. And it's a beautiful, beautiful sculpt. Let's say, to be fair, it is one of the best Jason figures that they've produced. Um, I, I would say the current top spot is the NECA uh, New Blood Jason. Yeah. Um, the new one that just came, that the ultimate, I should say. That is definitely my new top spot. Followed closely by the Toonie Terrors one. I mentioned it on the episode, but I absolutely adore the Toonie, Ter- Ter- uh, Toonie Terrors Jason because it, first of all, I love the animated design, but that's kind of how... I draw Jason is it, yeah. that weird mix of just pick elements from a, across the series and stick them together in like a, you know, Frankenstein and a hockey mask. And yeah, uh, he's I, got I that, the Scooby-Doo look that yes. I love. I think it looks just amazing and awesome. Um, so we're joined by Professor Pickman, who has returned from his visit to the proctologist. <laughs> they find anything, Josh? Uh Oh, they broke his talkie parts. Oh, man. He's he's probably crazy, and he's talking out of the wrong end again. <laughs> like Ace Ventura? Let's see if he hangs up. Yeah, we oh. lost him. Oh, no. The drugs have kicked in. Poor guy. They, they dialed too hard on the brown telephone. Uh, he ate too many of those ghost peppers and just blew out his O-ring. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> or or maybe, maybe I've been driving for the past three hours and uh, you guys didn't wait to get a confirmation from me. Listen, I told them the truth that you had to go to the proctologist. You're on Texas time, so it's like two in the afternoon there right now. Um, I've got to tuck my daughter into bed tonight. So I can't stay on too late. We got to read some stories about buttholes. I got to do proper parenting things. So the story we're going with, Josh, is that you had to get your your butthole checked because buttholes are funny. That's my go-to haha. Also, I mentioned how Susie cursed, not Susie, Dawn cursed the podcast because I pissed her off and we lost the recording yesterday. Yes. Hello? Yes. Oh, yes. Mango. Um, no mango. We're just kind of going through uh, Hall of Fame entries. We're on the all Jason picks right now. And we are going to move on to the next week, which was Vintage Skeletor, The Mangler, and Rocks and Bugs and Things, Trapezosaurus Rock. This was the biggest lopsided battle ever because Skeletor beat the crap out of everybody. Got the most votes ever. Uh, the Mangler and Rocks and Bugs and Things each got two. Skeletor got nine, which is a record. Um, but it's Skeletor. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Skeletor. So he deserved it. It's kind of um, what we were saying with uh, with Mumra. It's kind of hard to beat those 80s villains. Yeah, Muckman, Mumra. Uh, the only one that I thought kind of really deserved to be in here that lost, I think, is Krang. Um, which we haven't gotten to yet. Maybe he's never been entered. I don't know. But I feel next, like I entered Krang at some point. If not, you should. Um, the next week we have King Hiss, the Pikmin's vinyl Spiderhead minifigure, and the McFarlane Monsters Dr. Frankenstein playset. This was a robbery because the Spiderhead should have won, clearly. Not the I, awesome, tiny McFarlane Monsters Frankenstein Labs playset. See, I don't know, because the see the the spider head is is something I made, and I I was still tempted to vote for the McFarland thing. That's actually <laughs> it's an amazing playset because of the two headed monster. I have a soft spot for things with two heads. Yeah, you know, like too bad. Uh, there was you guys. I might be the only person that's a fan of this show. They made the a cartoon for the Roland Emmerich uh, Godzilla. That was way better than the actual movie. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. And it had a lot of new, cool monsters for... Uh, what the heck do they name? Uh, Gino. Godzilla name only. To fight. And one of the ones that he fights is a two-headed gorilla. And I just love the concept of this, like... And they didn't have it where it was, like, one head on each shoulder. Like, one was lower down and mutated and coming out of the tit. I don't know. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember this. Uh, I just have a soft spot for things with two heads. Uh, the movie, the thing with two heads. Yeah. Um, my penis with two heads. I just, <laughs> I have a soft spot. Call me crazy. I like getting up in the morning and peeing in two separate directions. And then pissing my wife off when she wakes up later and is like, what the fuck again? How does somebody <laughs> get pee in the sink? And it's like, listen, baby. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, Sorry about the mess in the bathroom. My after sex pee stream forked and it got everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'll buy you a new toothbrush, dear. Okay, here is Krang, who got beat by a surprise. Krang should have won. So we have the Scavenge Predator, Playmates Krang, and I kind of went crazy and nominated the Mr. Bones Candy Coffin. (laughs) <laughs> Which, as cool as Krang is, everybody had and loved the Mr. Bones candy skeletons back in the day with the candy coffin that you put stuff in after the fact. Yeah. Um, Krang has to come back and beat the crap out of everybody. He just he has to win. And I don't know if it's going to be the first Krang or the second Krang or the third Krang. You know what I mean? Like, which one do you pick from Playmates? It's the best one. I, I'm partial to the... Uh, crab walker Krang mm-hmm. because you could put them on your finger. See, I liked the, uh, I mean, I loved all the versions that I had, but the, uh, that giant Android body was my go-to Krang. Cause I had a ton of fun playing with that and you could fit the regular Krang in his belly. So it was, I want to see the, I, I, I would have loved to have seen the never, never release. I don't think it was even prototyped, uh, transforming Krang when they started doing like the really, ridiculous and awful transformer ones like the what was it leo turns into a fire truck oh god (laughs) some some of them were god awful 
but they they had planned one for Krang, and there's actually like a, a sketch, at least a sketch of it, if not a full design, where it was basically a Walker Krang that turned into Krang in a jar sitting on a desk. Oh, that's, that's so just cool. Weird and awesome. And and it's like so it's so weird and so seemingly lame that I want it. Yeah. Wow. Like, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna find I'm gonna find the sketch of it because I saw um, it not too long ago. And now that we're mentioning Krang, um something that I always found cool but odd is later versions of Krang, they replaced them with like a sticky hand squishy toy material. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. But it doesn't last. No. And it's just a lint magnet. Um, I'm thinking in particular of the... What is the TMNT Krang? And the second of the Michael Bay Turtles movie Krangs were both yeah. squishy Krangs. Um, and awesome, the, um, but weird. The, the Michael Bay Krang also... As much as I do love the design of it, the figure itself, aside from being a lint magnet, suffered from the the plastic or the rubber being incredibly brittle. So if you folded the tentacles to put it in the way you were supposed to, they would just break. Um, and another, uh, it's something that Ninja Turtle toys are notorious for with the one foot leaning to the back that's arched forward. Yeah. It usually works, but for whatever reason, they do it with this Krang robot and it messes the toy up he can't stand um it always bothered me about that uh nope crank robot didn't Did we lose mike didn't didn't mean to send it to just mike i sent it to uh just mike instead of the group oh yeah oh that is freaking awesome oh man look at that great i'll put these on the thing that's awesome <laughs> that's really cool but it's you also know, like so freaking lame that it's cool. yeah of all the, you know, like, I wish they were real, or if, like, you had access to the cupboard from Indian in the Cupboard, what would you put in it? I'd mm. do Crank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who wouldn't want to be friends with a disembodied brain? Call me crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm all for it. I mean, Especially yeah, you could put, if... like, Ultimate Warrior in there, or you could get, like, an Elvira toy, or, like, Optimus Prime, or, like, whatever. Scrooge McDuck. I would well, especially crank. if it's if it's OG Krang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like from because Roseanne Krang gets a little creepy at points. Mm hmm. And it's Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you don't know if that Krang is going to take a bunch of Ambien and splur and like spew racist slurs at you. Oh, oh, Roseanne. <laughs> Um. Oh God, Josh, the show but, does not work without you. But that crank can simply just do things all at once, and you'd have a fun conversation with it. I did like Gilbert Crank. Yes, that was what Irma. Yeah, yeah. Crank yeah. Prime. It, I can't. No, Crank Prime was prime. Crank. Some yeah, because Crank Prime was classic Crank or something. I can't remember. Yeah, we're going on a rabbit hole with TMNT, but Gilbert Godfrey is never wasted. Also, uh, what was he? Uh, if you if you want to dig deeper, what was he? The Rook? Yeah, the of the, of the Utram Council. Yeah. Oh God, they. Do you feel like they? There was more stories to tell. 
man, I loved that reveal that, like, OG Krang was just an idiot they banished to that dimension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's but just I, the dumbest of all the Krangs. I love how they made him canon. Yep. Yeah. Like, how they tied that all together. I was just like, oh, my God, that's so great. Um, the greatest TMNT ever made. It and is. there's nothing nothing that beats hearing that shred are you bumbling for? <laughs> that you know, such a great episode because Bebop and Rock City decided to become lawyers. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they decided like crime isn't working out for them. <laughs> it's just the best. <laughs> um our JB almost move is Bebop. Our second our seventeenth entry was all Mighty Max themed. And yes. we had a tie in Mighty Max grips the hand and Mighty Max conquers the Palace of Poison. So a Frankenstein hand and a snake, which had an Egyptian theme and a haunted graveyard theme coming in very closely behind it was Escapes the Skull Dungeon, which had a skull theme and a dungeon. It's Mighty Max. Any Mighty Max can win at any point. They're all amazing. And uh, let's take a moment and lament that we can't find them anymore and they're expensive and that sucks Uh, and they bring them back they brought Polly Pocket back come on Mattel we know you listen to the show (laughs) apparently there was a I'm not sure I'll be able to find this because I have I don't remember who posted it Uh, but someone I follow on Instagram recently that is an avid Mighty Max collector Mm -hmm. uh, got their hands on and like unreleased prototype of an actual action figure from late in the line of the skull the skull master okay oh um it kind of looks like a one-up version of the minifigure but you can tell that there are the cut points to put the articulation in that's pretty sweet but hey now we know there was a planned skull master actual figure to go with the uh max figure at the end of the line god you know you know what I've seen coming is a Kickstarter from Mattel with an overpriced Mighty Max toy, like the Street Sharks. You know, if it were if it were something like an updated Skull Mountain, I'd be all for it. I don't want to encourage what they charge. Yeah, that Street Sharks pricing was just absurd. The Street yeah. Sharks was absurd, but when you get right down to it, the WWE. FWWE ring was pretty decent for what you were getting. Yeah, you got a ton of figures. Um, but the Street Sharks weren't even like a Kickstarter. They were just like, here they are, buy them. Yeah. For a ton of money. That that seems so far, that seems like the only major miss from creations that I've seen. Everything else has been decently priced and it, it it isn't something you'd look at and be like, well, why is that on there? Like the street the, sharks, they seem the like clear, a one-off. Yeah, the clear plastic Skeletor was kind of a junky, overpriced thing that they sold. Um, well, well, I don't agree with the execution of it. I I understand what they were going for. Like they missed the mark with it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, they missed the mark with the execution, but it's still a cool, unique showpiece. Yeah, I'll give them that. All right, so our 18th entry. I don't know the other entrance because the post disappeared, but Street Shark uh, won. 
and uh, Land Shark. Sorry, because we're just talking about street <laughs> sharks. And this is our first half Buick, half shark winner um, because we're inclusive to everybody on the show. I made that joke that um, it's a shark that identifies as a car or a car that identifies as a shark. I don't know, but we support it because it's a shark car with Hold tank on. treads. I'm seeing if there's any way I can, if I can pull that up. Maybe pull up the, uh... ah, the other, the other two were, uh, the Bionic 6 Clunk. Oh, yep. And Boglins Blob. Oh, so you did uh, get the Boglins one in I there. I did get the Boglins in there. Good. I'm glad I didn't put the Boglins back in there. Uh, you know what? I mean, there are a bunch of Boglins. The Land Shark deserved to win. Uh, real quick, funny Boglins story. So I showed you guys a picture that some Walmarts are getting the repaints of the Boglins, of the Boggle Bones, the Jacko Boglin. And the Crazy Clown Boglin. Mm-hmm. And Walmart's doing clearance on Halloween stuff. And one Boglin looks like a skull. One Boglin looks like a pumpkin. So I thought, because this store that I was at said discount taken at the cash register. I would play stupid and take them up to the cash register and be like, are these 50% off? <laughs> the cashier smelt me coming a mile away and was just like, nope. No, they're not. They didn't bring out the staff <laughs> off, put them back. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, these rubber puppets seemed fun. But she was totally like, you're, you're a man child. No, they're not half off. So I wanted to get them for 20. They're still 40 bucks. Um, yeah. I have Crazy Clown. And I thought like, man, if these are cheap, I'll buy them all. But no. Uh, my only hope is that they'll get clearance at some point. Uh, but, 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 yeah, then I we had seen any sign of those. Yeah, it's so random. Uh, we had an all movie maniacs pick them for the 19th round, which was Jaws, 18 inch Leatherface, and the Blair Monster. Well, to the shock of nobody, Jaws wins. Um, it's the best of the three, I think, for the toys. It's Jaws, which you could probably make the argument that's the best franchise of the three here maybe um see i'm it's, I, i'm it's gonna argue getting eaten by a shark i'm well i'm gonna argue on both the franchise because i'm a thing whore oh. uh but i'm also gonna argue that this is this is one case where i do think jaws is awesome but i it wouldn't have been my top vote because it's not a complete jaws I yeah. understand it's right. a display, but at the same time, like that, that detracts points for me, especially and, uh, recently playing with that Fortnite shark. And it's not a complete oh, Quince, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh no, so, no, Quince, so. Quince complete. You can just you can cut you can oh, pop that's right. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, no, because you could you could actually fit all of Quint in his mouth, um, or you could rip him in half if you want. You know, half a Quint laying on the boat. <laughs> I mean, having said that, these are three of the best. Yeah, yeah. Now, as far as as far as the franchises go, that that's hard to pick because I would argue that Jaws is the most uh, popular with the average viewer. Um, I'm gonna say the thing is the best made of the movies, but I'm gonna say Texas Chainsaw is my favorite. All right, (laughs) let me let me take all this back because I was just running my mouth. Franchise, so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's franchise. Fair. I don't count the thing, the 2011 thing or whatever it was. That doesn't count. 
that yeah. just an abomination that never happened. Um, Jaws, the sequels are for the most part garbage. Yeah, I was um, gonna say all the sequels suck. Two is okay. Um, yeah. but Texas Chainsaw one, two, and three are really good. Yeah. So, man, um, if you there is, if you ever had any doubts that a different cut of the movie exists of of the oh. thing prequel, yeah, just watch the interviews with uh, Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec Gillis from the red carpet before the premiere and the red carpet after the premiere where clearly they have just seen a movie where all of their effects have been taken out. I mean, if yeah. you want to see the effects, it's on the DVD. That's yeah. more fully on their YouTube channel. And like the, yeah. the degree of practical effects that were cut out and reworked from that movie. I want to see the original cut. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't feel like it's as it stands. I can't say positive things about it because once it gets to that Griggs transformation, I'm all out just because it looks so bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it looks like he launches spaghetti out of his face. (laughs) (laughs) See now. uh, Oh, good. But if they were to restore some of the effects and the original ending, uh, I might have a different opinion of it. What was the original ending? The original ending, uh, the, God, what was it? It was essentially showing that Sanders, uh, instead of being the weird giant CG creature, um, turned into, morphed into one of the pilots from the ship, so it could attempt to fly the ship. Okay. Okay. Uh, And she had to destroy it and the ship. And there wasn't, like, necessarily the big twist of, like, is he or isn't he the thing at the end? They just sort of drove off into the snow, yeah. like, knowing they were basically going to die together. Because there was nowhere to go. Meh. I mean, I It's still, not the original. Yeah, it, I mean... It's, it's not, but I'll take that over what they gave us with that weird forced... Like, oh... Yeah, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. No, he isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So now, there's not a lot of good I can say about the film, but one of my biggest complaints is how fast the thing moves. Yep. Like, it drives me crazy because it ends the day of the freaking beginning. (laughs) Like, when it ends where part the original picks up, like, it just ah, it drives me crazy because how can it be super fast, like lightning fast, and then that same day be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna move slow now. Like what? No, <sighs> that doesn't make any sense. And I hate that. Like this takes place in the '80s, the early '80s. They don't make many. They don't make any effort at all to make it look like the early '80s. Yeah. Nope. And it's like ah, forget it. The it's, one, if, the one and only true positive I will give the movie on its own as it stands as it is uh, is the the scene the essentially the birth of the split face scene 
Yeah, that was cool. Is yeah. fantastic. And it's entirely because there's a lot of practical there. Right. I, I don't hate all the designs. I will give it that. The the weird, like, split belly thing that chases, uh, I forget her name, you just said her name, but uh, chases the main character, like, in that, like, storage area. That I yeah. really like. I love the design of that. It's frightening looking. Um, but, yeah, it's just not a good movie, and I wanted it to be so bad. Especially when the thing video game was so much fun. Oh, and it's God, like it was. It's like, okay, like give us more thing stuff. Like, this is really cool. Man, I would love a remake of that thing video game, like on modern systems. Oh, I think it yeah. deserves it. I mean, they're doing not Dead Silence, uh, Dead, Dead Space. Space. Dead Space oh, know? I can't I wait. I'm so excited. I loved those games so much. <laughs> I was so into the game and then the first game there's a mini game where you have to play like asteroids Mm -hmm. i could not beat it for the life of me (laughs) and i gave up i was like i'm done like i cannot get my head wrapped around the controls for this stupid asteroid blasting mini game forget it oh man you know i i demolished all three of those games like over and over again I played through them so much. And the third one, I remember being really disappointed with um, initially before I played it. Like just the reviews and seeing how it's like more action based and because they wanted to play multiplayer. And I'm like multiplayer in a, you know, survival horror seems kind of weird. I'm like, I don't really like that idea. But once I played it, I played through it single player and it was fantastic. I mean, yes, there's a heavy emphasis on action, but it feels very Resident Evil 4 in the sense of, like, the action is very heavy, but the scares are still there. So mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't take me out of it. But one thing I, I got to give EA and, and this I you'll not hear me give EA much because they, they piss me off on a very regular basis. But what they did with the multiplayer. If you play through, uh, depending on what character you play as. Your, your partner isn't going to hear everything happening. So let's say if you're playing as Isaac, when you have conversations with like the other crew, your partner's not going to know what's going on. So certain cutscenes will happen for one character and not for another. And then there's a hallucination gimmick in the game where you, you hallucinate. And if one character is hallucinating, the other character will not see what you're seeing. So me and my buddy Steve were playing it. And I'm freaking out because I'm going through this hallway and there's like freaking clowns appearing all over the place. And then they're like bleeding from the face. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, he's going, what the hell are you seeing? And I just start randomly shooting at enemies that aren't there. So he was freaking out because he didn't he couldn't see what I was seeing. It was amazing. Like that that was really well done. That's yeah, that sounds good. I will probably play the uh the revamped version of the first one. Um, oh, I so can't wait. Because it's got that, like, if you played Resident Evil 4 and 5, you can play mm-hmm. Dead Space. You know? Oh, yeah. So it's something that um, I think I'm going to check out. It's probably going to depend on time and money. Really, it, it's, Oh, Resident Evil 5. It's the thing meets uh, Event Horizon, and it's fantastic. Josh, you're not a fan of Resident Evil 5? Uh... Five and six are are the redheaded stepchildren for me. Six is for sure. Uh, yeah. Five is the 
you know, an emphasis on the goofiness of the franchise. Um, but I still love a lot of the little stages that you get to play through. Um, yeah, five I had a lot of fun with, but it was that was a little too action heavy for me. Yep. Yeah. Because well, I found early on a very uh, easy way to cheat, where um, I want to say it was level two. Uh, is this start... the is it the save loop? Yes. Yeah. Did where the same there's, thing. there's all the ammo and like jewels and stuff, so you could basically just keep restocking <laughs> and starting over, and then just have like tons of money to spend on ammo and weapons. Yep. And I was like, yeah, that kind of made it cheesy, but that's I the fun of Resident Evil is the second playthrough where yeah. you're just mowing down everything. That's kind of always been what I liked, um, especially in four and five, because yeah. it's more it's not like it's not tense. You're just killing wave after wave of bad guy. <laughs> um, I have done three playthroughs of eight. I still I this is why I need to update my computer, because I bought eight and it won't play. So I'm like, ah, I really want to play it. But uh, Josh, you missed at the top. I was saying that I finally pulled the trigger on Resident Evil 4 for the Oculus. I'm just going to say it's fantastic. And um, it would be a reason to buy an Oculus. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Hmm. But, well, when you, when you eventually come for a visit, you'll have to try it out. <laughs> um, funny fact about the Oculus. It's not made for people with gigantic heads or people <laughs> with gigantic heads and glasses. Uh, so, dear Oculus, consider making your Oculus in, like, triple XL sizes for people with, like, agromegalia or, <clears throat> you know, 80s cartoon supervillain-sized heads. Just throwing it out there. Well, they do have the uh, the spacer for the glasses. I know I know that because my my brother in law has to use that. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Um, oh, you this get a little is leakage un- there, Josh. This is unrelated, but uh, somebody just die. No, no, this is has Hasbro better Hasbro better make this this right and put these up for pre order again. So. Uh, over the summer, there were a bunch of Black Series six-inch Clone Wars figures. Yep. That were uh, put on sale through Walmart. Yep. Without pictures. Yep. Pictures have popped up. You know how they've been doing the tributes to the different lines in the six-inch scale. Why don't you send us where these are so we can react to them in real time? I'm I'm gonna send you the pictures. Okay. This is if. If I don't get a chance to at least get one of these, I'm I'm gonna be unhappy. The third one is uh, an Ark Trooper, by the way. I uh, found at Ollie's of all places a random case. Oh oh oh! Come on! Oh man, Grievous! I want that fucking Grievous. Yeah, I want that Grievous <clears throat> as well. I have oh, I have a special connection to that that specific uh Gendy Tartakovsky Grievous figure because I got him. it was that first one that was sort of weird and pre-posed like he's posed in the package there mm-hmm. yeah. um my mom bought for me completely on a whim 
she found it like as they were putting a case of them out and it was before the episode had even aired so it was like an early shipment so she got home and it was a moment of like hey i found this and i didn't recognize it at all and i thought maybe it would be something that would interest you Oh, and it man. was just so it it will always have a special place because it was past the point where mom would like go out of her way to buy me toys. Yeah. Uh, but she still saw it and recognized it as a cool looking toy. and was like, I'm going to get that for him. I wonder if that's uh, a straight up re-release of the deluxe Grievous. It kind of looks like it. Maybe because his arms are there's a gimmick with those arms where they split in four. I can't, yeah. I've never, I didn't bother getting it, but I'll get this if it's a good price. That particular uh, Clone Wars Grievous, I remember hunting that. I was, I was kind of out of collecting toys at the time that, that came out. And um, I absolutely loved the animation style and really wanted to get that Grievous. And I couldn't find him anywhere. The only Clone Wars figure that I ended up getting was, I think it's uh, Dirge. Is that the bounty hunter's name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have Dirge, and um, but I never found Grievous. And every once in a while, I'll look him up on eBay and consider it. <laughs> but I'm like, eh, Man, I really want to pay the money. If they made a Black Series Dirge or Anakin with the the weird body paint. Oh, man, oh, I'd be all over those, those. Slugs. Oh, man, those would be sweet. <sighs> I have, I have guys, both bro. of those three and three-fourth inch figures. I have Anakin. I don't know if I have a dirge. Well, that's out. <laughs> the way you're like, oh, man, I was like, oh, no. William Shatner's dead or something. Like, <laughs> um, all right, we're going to wrap this up quick. And then well, we're gonna... if, that, if that were the case, I'd just let out a simple, oh. I'm dead. <laughs> I went to space, and I'm 90. Oops. Just say that's it. That's a nice little Star Trek Generations reference there, where his last line is Captain Kirk was, "Oh, oh, God, I hate that movie." Um, the final Hall of Fame winner is not a toy; it's a candy. Where three experts—that's us—in the last episode decided what the greatest candy of all time is for Halloween. It's the it's Reese's Kit Kat. Buttercup. Oh, right. Sorry, it's Kit Kat. <laughs> it's Kit Kit Kat, Don. Yeah, Don. Don's great. Speaking of Don, I and actually I I am eating a Kit Kat right now. <laughs> I was telling Mike we were talking about the Thunderdome Club in uh, downtown Niagara Falls and how Don likes to have gladiator fights where she just picks men out of the audience and says, "Get in your underwear, you're gonna joust." And uh, the one time that I was there, there's a guy who looked like the I still believe guy from Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys like death metal and you like oily men jousting in cages, Dawn's club, the Thunderdome is the place to go. Speaking of which she got rectal, pro- she got demonic prolapse to reunite to tour for their new album. And they're coming to Niagara Falls first before they do an extensive tour of Canada. So this is the only stateside date that they have scheduled so far. And their last song, I'm going to play for you right now. It's called Night Driving. I like this one the most out of the three because there's a really sweet chorus. Um, But give it a listen. We'll be right back. We're going to wrap the show up. 
And uh, thanks for listening to this episode 21.5. We'll be right back. Night diving! Darling, watch for that hole in the road. Night diving! Darling, I think you need some glasses. Please keep your eyes on the road. Night driving. Margaret, I can see fine. Night driving. Darling, I feel you're losing your sight. Okay. And we're back, guys. We have two little segments, and we're going to close up the show. Let's talk about the contest this month. But before I do, I need to announce the winner of the Mega Prize Pack, which was six Aliens comics, ten zombie DVDs, four Funko Pops, and a big old bag of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. We did this the last episode. I took pictures if you guys need proof. But the winner of the contest was one John Walzer. Congratulations, John. I'll be reaching out to you very, very soon and giving you a high five and a big old box of stuff. But we had other entrants that I wanted to give you a little call out. Thank you for entering. So not only was there John, there was Josh, there was Rick, there was Maurice, there was Art, there was Susie, there was Crystal, there was Tara Marie, there was Nick. You guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting the show. And if you think last month's prize package was crazy, this is kind of crazy because i'm not going to do stuff like this every month but the theme in november is going to be artwork and what i'm going to do is each week i am going to give you a piece of mike alvarez artwork and a comic book and by comic book i mean a trade paperback so not only do you get a piece of mike alvarez's art which is going to be hand selected by me and i will show you when i launch the show on thursday you are going to get Night of the Living Deadpool, the trade paperback. Both of these are courtesy of the Boogeyman's Closet podcast. Each Mm. week, there will be a new trade paperback, a new piece of artwork from Mike Alvarez. And if you're thinking, gee, what makes good gifts for Christmas for my loved ones? Mike Alvarez artwork makes amazing gifts. Aw, shucks. It's true. They're also good ornaments for your tree. They are. And if you're like, what do I buy? I can't keep getting Funko Pops from my wife every year and, you know, acting happy when she pretends to enjoy the gift. Get them (laughs) artwork from Mike. You know, it's like, what do I get my like? I'm run out of ideas because women are impossible to buy for. Buy them artwork. We also include special prize this month. One month only. A special picture of Count Creepyheads. Creepy head. That's right. A picture of my genitals. Blah. Well, Count Creepyhead kind of let the cat out of the bag. We have burlesque photos of Count Creepyhead. And by burlesque photos, I just mean extreme close-ups of his genitals. So if you have ever, ever been curious of, like, gee, what does a 750-year-old vampire's junk look like? We got a professional photographer. And and you will be really surprised at how well his junk doesn't photograph because he's a vampire. It's I amazing. Mean, 
let, let's be honest. Who hasn't asked themselves what does a 700-year-old vampire's crotch look like? Yeah. I mean, when I watch Nosferatu, I just want to know, like, are th- is it like their is it like his ears? Yeah. You know, is like, it like weird and pointy or sort of gangly like his teeth? Is it like did a beagle and an elephant have a baby? Is it you know? is it basically like a a little little version of his face down there with like the black eyes for his balls? Maybe. Is it like a pest dispenser? Does it say bleh? Does yeah. Is it like the red rocket? Does it kind of come out of his body and like <laughs> Or you know <laughs> I was, was drinking I was drinking coffee when you said that. Oh my god. <laughs> Freaking red rocket vampire. Yeah. Were you drinking pumpkin spice coffee, Mike? Oh god, no. I hate pumpkin spice. All things pumpkin spice? Most things pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice soap. Uh I don't think I've ever eaten that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't generally eat soap, but <laughs> pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah. Very, Pump- very small amount pumpkin spice coffee. Like I can have one and not hate it, but yeah, I can't I'm not one of those like have to drink a pumpkin spice coffee every fall type of thing. What can't. about pumpkin spice donuts? See now that baked goods is the one pumpkin spice thing I like. I do like pumpkin spice donuts. Um Tim Hortons has pumpkin spice muffins that I actually like. Uh, okay. I, I don't know what I'm sending you, but it's, uh, it, it is pumpkin related. I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> I haven't, have not watched it yet. Oh, okay. I've seen this. I've seen that. <laughs> All right. I got to watch this. Mike, what about pumpkin spice M&Ms? Oh, no, no. Those are the, the yeah. Pumpkin spice those, makes me hate life. Those it's, are an abomination. Terrible. Let's take a moment to enjoy the joy of Gary Busey's mental illness. <laughs> this is my buddy, Mr. Pumpkinhead. He's an incredible friend, especially this time of year. Halloween. Love you, Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to jam his tongue in that pumpkin. <laughs> He's going to love that pumpkin. Let me... Describe this. Let me give you guys a mental image. Gary Busey holding the laziest carved pumpkin I've ever seen in my life. It looks like he took a knife and just jabbed two holes and took a deep cut to make a mouth. And then he made out with it and rambled like only Gary Busey can for his pumpkin, Mr. Pumpkinhead. God bless Gary Busey. National treasure. Oh, oh Gary. <sighs> anyway, um, I will go over our picks for our Hall of Fame so we don't have to repick them. Mike, you picked the brood from the 90s X-Men toy line. The yes. killer alien space wasps that the X-Men fight. And it was an awesome toy with flappy wings and snappy jaws. They're awesome, and they have weird pointy arms. Yes. I picked My Pet Monster. Um, just nostalgia. I had it as a kid. I loved it. I loved his orange handcuffs. 
Josh picked Real American Hero Bio Viper figure. Also, another amazing figure. We went into a long ramble, <laughs> as we always do about G.I. Joe, that I think it's probably a good idea if we save it for another show where we can take a deep dive into the, the Mega Marines, G.I. Joe in space, G.I. Joe Sigma 6, Sergeant I'm, Savage. I'm going to randomly interject wet moments with things like, Hey, kid, I'm a computer. Stop all the downloading. Help computer. Pork chop sandwiches. I love me 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 PSAs are great. As funny as those are, there's so much of my life that I like to this day swear by that I have no idea if it's real or not because G.I. Joe told me not to go swimming when it's thundering and lightning out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't play with electric power lines. <laughs> you, know, like, uh, you know, one of the greatest, those PSAs, uh, the little like fake PSAs that doesn't get a lot of love. Is the one where there's the two kids riding the bikes and they ride up to shipwreck. And, and he's like, Oh, Timmy, is that you, Timmy? Oh, you're so old. Tell me, Timmy, does your mom still hang out at dockside bars? And then it just goes, Yeah, Joe. Like, I laughed so damn hard when I first saw that one. I think there's just that background, like, uh, uh, I gotta go. Yeah. You're not my friend. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm gonna have to watch those again tonight. It's been too long. Oh, I love Shipwreck. Yeah, you know he actually is the star of one of my favorite episodes of the original series. Um, I wait, 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 wait. Is it where he goes back to his town? Yes, that's yep. an amazing episode. It's so creepy. Like there was, there's the. I remember the the scene in specific that freaked me out as a kid freaking roadblock comes out of a car wash and shipwrecks like roadblock what are you doing here buddy he's like that car wash sure was hot and he starts to melt and i was like what the hell why is he melting <laughs> like it scared the crap out of me oh 80s cartoons classic gi joe is an underrated show oh yeah man there was some really fun stuff there um by Dude. the way Oh, I'd like to take this moment to say fuck Serpentor. <laughs> Such was, a stupid character. I was not, actually going to bring something up with Serpentor. But... Not new Serpentor, like the latest Alice version. I mean classic mm -hmm. Serpentor, the new flavor of ice cream that they interjected into the show. With his weird gold snake armor made from the body of 12 conquerors. Mm -hmm. Hate him. He's now, uh, I I love the toy because... I love that that flying chariot thing, um, but I was gonna say that that specific miniseries, the the was a rise of Serpentor. Yep. yep, that is notable because that is the first time in an '80s cartoon that I can think of where the good guys lose. Cobra That's wins. That's true. They they beat GI Joe at every turn and they win and create Serpentor and it was like. It was like a five-part series leading up to this creation of Serpentor where the bad guy wins. 
And I remember seeing that as a kid and just being like mind blown that they didn't win in the end because that was always a thing where the good guys win at the end of the fight, well, no matter how dire the circumstances. Maybe, Mike, the good guys finally won because G.I. Joe's the real villain of the show. Not Cobra. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hey, there's an argument for that. Yeah, Cobra, listen, la, la, the la, la, same la. organization funds both Cobra and G.I. Joe. It's this little-known corporate entity called Hasbro, and they're funding both sides of the war here. Yeah. yeah. They're the real gun runners in this this whole debacle. They turn <laughs> but I, I, robots. I will say, as as much as I, to a degree, uh, agree with the Serpentor just being like, I... I I liked the Rise of Serpentor miniseries, but I was never crazy about the portrayal of Serpentor. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I do think it's infinitely better than what they tried to do with Cobra. La 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 la. <laughs> See, now, I love... Okay, I have a love-hate relationship with the movie because I hate what they did, but I love the concept of having these weird, like bug snake people like out in the mountains it just it was that's the the flavor I, of gi joe i played all the time anyway was mixing monsters into my paramilitary story see i just can't get over like the weird like half snake cobra commander rallying with the joes at the one point oh yeah where he's like wrapped around blind roadblock yeah <laughs> all right so i'll chime into i love that movie mm-hmm but it's horrible because it's just a ridiculous concept that throws away so much story. Oh, yeah. But I love the buddy cop roadblock snake Cobra Commander story. <laughs> also, arguably the best G.I. Joe opening of all time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that opening. I love that they killed Duke. Sorry. Well, they Quote, injured unquote, Duke. killed Duke. Yeah, he got um, better off screen. I... Love Sergeant Slaughter. I don't care for Falcon, who is might as well just be Flint. But it's just an excuse to put Don Johnson in a movie. But then I love all the new recruits. And then I love the battle with Nemesis Enforcer and Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Where he's like, this is for barbecue. This is for everybody. Like he's just beating the crap out of him. Yep. With Burgess Meredith floating around in a weird piece of chewed bubblegum eyeball testicle thing. With his snake body. I think Globulus, Nemesis Enforcer, and the Bug Trooper are like, they never get any love. I get Nemesis Enforcer does. Yeah. Um, but I think Globulus, because he's probably too hard for them to make like an, an entirely new mold for one character. Um, but I would love that if like they had a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Globulus. Would be yep. sweet. And I, they're I... crazy in their own really like organic armor craziness kind of way. Yeah. I'm so bummed shit out they, of that. I'm bummed also, that they never finished. You get Big Lob, you get Mercer, and you get Tunnel Rat. Come on. And Jinx. Chuckles, Jinx. Jinx Chuckles. Although Great, iconic G.I. Joe characters. Chuckles in the movie was weird because he just didn't talk and he grunted and picked missiles up off of vehicles and threw them. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, I like Chuckles in the comic book where he was basically James Bond. Like yeah, he was uh, like undercover. Chuckles is great. Yes, I like that. Um, 
Law and Order was another great duo. Uh, yep. Like, I love the toy. But no, I'm still bummed to this day that they never finished the Cobra Law, like what they had planned. Um, yeah, they were going to do, what was her name? Pythona? The, yep. I, yeah, they were going to do her. Um, and then they were going to do those weird organic Tron motorcycles that the bug guards used. Like, uh, they had the vehicle planned and they never made it. I was bummed about that. And then they, of course, were going to do Globulus's chariot. Yeah. And you instead, we got Pyramid Helmet Cobra Commander. Mm hmm. Because that's what we wanted. <laughs> yeah. And leave it to us, less than 24 hours of us going on our last rumble about G.I. Joe, to go on another one. <laughs> it's always going to happen. You're welcome. So, guys. That's it for episode 21.5. We're wrapping it up early because I got to edit this monster. Um, thanks for listening. Hopefully this recorded because if it didn't, I'm about to quit. <laughs> Josh, I know you're not feeling good. You had a doctor up your pooper. You're rushed home anyways. Thank you for helping us out. You bring, uh, you bring the I... funny that is the void of this show. The abyss. <laughs> You are the you are the comedy. You're the humor. You're the funny bone. Indeed. So. <laughs> no. Oh, stop! Please. I liked the Gur sound effect. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will see you guys next week, where we talk about I don't know what. Hopefully, I remember to record it, and uh, we'll be back. Thanks for listening. And uh, remember, there's always a way to take it back to G.I. Joe. Pork chop sandwiches. Crashing through the night, evil taking flight. Cobra. 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 The Statue of Liberty and their jetpacks. Oh. Mwah. Needed more snake eyes. Yep. All right, guys. Good times. I'm gonna go watch that intro. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We will catch you in a week. See ya. Titties. followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count. Not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count. Facebook and Instagram likes please you.
So grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!